So for today's podcast, my name is Jalani and I have Megan and Donnie and our topic is Disney's representation of women in their princess films. So Donnie um, she chose Cinderella, Megan chose Mulan, and I chose Princess and the Frog. So to start off, I want to have a disclaimer that I love the movie Princess and the Frog, um, but like I just wanted to talk and address some concerns with the black community in regards to Disney's difficulties in handling class, race, and gender intersexualities. So the movie is set in 1920s in New Orleans, New Orleans, and it follows um, Tiana and her inspirational journey to become a successful restaurant owner. The movie has an overall theme of remembering what's truly important, such as love and family. But there are some gender stereotypes and also, also breaking gender stereotypes in the movie as well, such as like, Tiana's father, he is shown as someone who loves to cook for his family. He's known as a family man. He's also what inspired Princess Tiana to have her dreams of owning a restaurant someday. Tiana's mother has a job as a seamstress and has clientele. So we see that like she has a job and she's working. So in some way, it shows how like the mom and the dad had different different jobs. But it's also interesting as well because um, Disney also had this advertising thing where like they introduced their characters to um, people who wanted to see the movie and they had a picture of Tiana's mom and Tiana's dad and in the picture you can see that Tiana's mom is described as a nurturing mother whereas Tiana's father is an inspirational father. Now I thought it was important to address that because it can show like how this is a gender stereotype because why is Tiana's mom not shown as an inspirational mother or both of them as inspirational and Tiana's mom is of course a nurturing mother. <laughs> um, so I wanted to address that we see Tiana's struggles as a black woman in the 1920s and also because she is a woman so <laughs> Um, we see in the movie a few times, but specifically in one instance where she has enough money for the restaurant. She gets it um, through her white friend basically throwing her a lot of money and saying, Hey, um, I want you to work at this event so I can meet my prince. So you can work in the sidelines, basically. But Tiana, she goes and she gets enough money for the restaurant, but the restaurant owner um, racially attacks her basically and he lowers down like her educational level because she's a woman as well so in one of the scenes we see that we see when the guy he says he tells tiana that she was outbid and she can't own the restaurant of her dreams and he says quote unquote a little woman of your background would have her hands full trying to run a big business like that this is coming from a white man in the 1920s so we understand the impact and what he was saying in between his thin lines trying to degrade her um so disney handles that in their movie to depict the accuracy with the time um the time representation but also how black women are also treated so um i also wanted to address that in the majority of the movie tiana and naveen are frogs now this movie came, took came out in 2009 so we were all excited to have our first black disney princess and for the majority of the movie she and her prince were a frog so we didn't get to see the beautiful animations of black people in the movie that much we got most of it with like animals and it could be like a, a debate in, in terms of like I've seen some arguments online within the black community saying like in their personal um, opinions that they think that that was Disney's cop-out way of not animating more black characters into the movie um, but also also 
towards the end of the movie, Princess Tiana is pretty content with um, staying a frog forever with a guy she just met. <laughs> And I say this because like Tiana and Naveen probably like knew each other for most like two days and the spell like the curse isn't uplifted towards the end of the movie. It eventually does but like at first attempt it isn't. So Tiana doesn't have like um, any type of fight with that. She kind of just accepts it as her fate and she's okay with basically changing herself in a man with Disney's tropes to be with him. Um, I think it would have been important to show her growth and like she doesn't even have a moment of like contempt with like hey I'm probably not gonna see my mom again like this is my body <laughs> you know so I think that that's where kind of Disney also mishandles it in some way but the gender stereotypes as well because she's a woman who basically she was tricked by Prince Naveen in the beginning as well he lied to her he said that he can fund her restaurant when he was flat out broke okay he lied to her in the beginning and also with prince naveen disney basically said that prince naveen is any ethnicity you want him to be they they purposefully made him racially ambiguous so he could fall in between any line of ethnic background that you would want him to be so not only were the two dark-skinned love interests for the first disney princess film majority frogs for a majority of the movie um, Disney also basically made up his background and had him come from a fictional land called Maldonia. So Prince Naveen, his name is typically an Indian name. So there are some, there are some assumptions there that he could be South Asian. But also, if you look into the movie and the film, there's also a moment in a newspaper where you can read it. And it says, in regards to Prince Naveen, quote unquote, it says, no one is all that sure where Malkadesh which is where he's from, is really on the map, but does it really matter? Now, I think it matters, personally, because representation matters, especially with um, a black woman falling in love with a black man, but Disney said he's not black, so. Um, my question to you, to my group audience, would be like, um, is it lazy writing for Disney to not even come up with an ethnic background for Prince Naveen? So, yeah, in, in the part that the... the when they they were little and there was a, a, a scene that they were t they were and uh, they were showing them like a story of a prince and and the happy ever after or whatever how the blonde girl like i don't remember her name the the blonde kid the she she was saying oh yeah i want that for my future i want i want a prince or whatever and to be to be ever uh, happy ever after sorry and while Triara was like against it, she was like, Ugh, like, like, no, I don't want that. I don't want a prince. I don't need a prince because it, both of them were raised different. And the blonde girl was raised to actually like wear a way for even for her dinner to be made. While we can see in an in a, a, a scene of Tiara and her father, uh, the father was cooking something, and she uh, he he allowed Tiara to help in the in this dish. To show, to show us like she actually do something with her hands, like helping out or whatever. So uh, she actually, it, her parents raised raised her to be able to things that thing, uh, anything that she wanted with her own own hands, like she can do whatever she want, even at any age, because she was really really little at the time. 
Like uh, I, I'm sure, like a lot of people will disagree that they will they won't allow their kids to be close to the to the fire or whatever. Like they won't they won't like them to be exposed just in case. But no, uh, her father wanted her to be able to participate because well, I'm pretty sure that the the white the white girl the blonde girl she was raised to always wait because because she she had she had mates she, uh, she had money and her her family have a lot of money and have, have a lot of mates. Even Tiara was actually the the daughter of, of her mates so th that that's why they were raised together because because uh, she visit visit her mother while she was working because I'm pretty sure she was she didn't have enough money to be able to to live in, in a daycare or whatever something or somebody else to take take for her so she had to grab, uh, take care for uh, for, uh, for her job so yeah anything else that you want to add guys sorry because okay so like Tiana's mom is a seamstress as well so like. Um, that's how Tiana and Charlotte met when they were younger. Um, so Tiana's mom was working. She was working for Charlotte's white family. Um, so that's how they two met. And um, also, in some ways, I do wonder why. Because Tiana, it's like excluding, um, I haven't seen Mulan in a very long time, so you could add in and like correct me. But like excluding probably Mulan and I'm pretty sure Moana. Tiana is like one of the first princesses who doesn't even have like a an active like castle, oh, a kingdom, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, it's also like she's the first princess where she actually has to serve people. Um, it's not in a way where she actively wants to serve her community. It's not really shown in that way. Like, hey, I want to inspire and like, hey, because Tiana is based off of a real life person. Her name is. Miss Leah Chase and um, I just want to add right. something about Mulan there because mm -hmm. in Mulan in the in the in the movie actually we can see like in the scene like the the father is opening the the gates of the house to receive the the imperial imperial guard to tell them that she, she they need to fight uh, for the war for the war and you can see actually they they close and actually having a gate I don't think that they were from a poor poor family. And since the guard already know the, the family's name, I think that the father bef before the war or like in the war before he was like injured and, and the like, he already have a, a good position there because their house is actually big, like really big. So I don't think that she's, she's not a princess, but she was in a higher level because you can tell from, from actually the clothing that they have versus the clothing of other people are around there when when they were receiving the the, the scroll saying that they sh they they need they need to serve so yeah like uh, she wasn't that poor you know that's like also another thing to talk about too because up until now i didn't know that um Mulan wasn't a, <laughs> considered a disney princess i always thought that she was um, oh, oh no yeah because they make like since she helped in the war and defeat the, the evil guy all china was was less thankful because uh, she saved the, the guy that the highest guy <laughs> sorry so she they they just made her the princess they were so grateful like she she, she uh, they give her that, that title and, oh because of all that she's done and, and they felt like yeah and something else like in 
in the in other type of stories like in the in the, in that in that era like other other stories i'm not i'm not sure about the chinese history i didn't find anything about it but the emperor have have con concubines but in that era as many other uh, stories that in other asian ethnicities and concubi concubines are were only from really well-known families the, the the emperor couldn't couldn't take any anybody anybody to be a concubine so in the part that the emperor asked for Mulan to be this his secretary he was he was saying actually that okay i'm gonna give you this title for maybe hopefully later make you my concubine because she wasn't she wasn't in a well-known family and she if he added her that title she will be able to be a concubine because he actually at the end uh, the emperor said like you don't find a, a, a girl like that in that of dynasties something like that so yeah he actually i think that he pretty much meant that he wanted her for a, to be a concubine yeah um that's really interesting because um i really didn't know that so that was good to um be um told about um okay so princess tiana was inspired by a real person her name is miss leah chase um miss leah chase was born in the 1920s herself and she opened up a restaurant called dookie chase in the 40s during a time where american segregation laws made it illegal for black and white customers to dine together she also used her restaurant as a meeting place for civil rights leaders such as dr martin luther king jr to discuss their protests and organizations so i think that in really important and also beautiful to the story to inspire princess tiana off of somebody so i understand um the need for wanting tiana to have her own restaurant in the time frame that milan was released women were seen to only have one purpose which was to find a man and marry him and then you will be in charge to cook for him and clean this also correlates with the Cinderella movie. In Cinderella, the movie conveys the message that women are meant to cook and clean while men are supposed to adventure and save the dance mode in distress, as we've all seen as well in many other Disney films. Okay, so I'm going back to Jalani's question. And like Jalani had mentioned, the movie that I chose to talk about is Cinderella and the many gender stereotypes that are portrayed in this movie. Okay, so I just first want to start off with saying that I love this movie and I have nothing against it. There are just certain points about the movie that I think we should spread more awareness of. So I'm just going to give a quick rundown of the movie. Cinderella is a typical fairy tale happy ending movie revolving around a girl who is proclaimed to have all the beauty while she lives with her evil stepmother and her quote-unquote ugly stepsisters. Starting straight off the bat, the movie begins with Cinderella being forced to do house chores and just overall do everything her stepmother asks of her. Most of the women in this movie are showcased as evil and corrupt, while the men are portrayed as the superior gender. This is due to the status that women had at the time when this movie was released, which was in the 1950s. Women were considered inferior and of a lower wealth and class. This already just goes to show how it's very gender stereotypical, with the idea that, oh, men are supposed to be on top and women are expected to never outshine the men. Another example is how money is not a problem whatsoever for the prince in the movie, seeing as he goes hunting and travels as well. While our girl Cinderella, on the other hand, she remains at home and does the housework. She basically has no life outside of her house. 
life is even sex differentiated for the mice in the movie, which I think is really funny. And I actually never noticed this before recently when I rewatched the movie. The male mice, they go to obtain food and have exciting adventures. But when a male mouse wants to help, for example, make Cinderella's dress for a ball, a female mouse had said, leave the sewing to the woman. You go get the trimming. Another point that I wanted to cover was Cinderella's two stepsisters and all the girls who attend the dance. They spend so much time making themselves look pretty because of the idea that a woman isn't attractive or appealing enough to a man, unless they have something redeeming about themselves that will make men desire them. And I wanted to correlate this with an article that we had discussed in class. The article is titled, Using Queer Theory to Rethink Gender Equity in Early Childhood Education. On page 93, the first paragraph, it says, Later, Teresa added that, like Ariel, she liked wearing red lipstick because it makes her pretty, explaining, well, Ariel also likes to, no, she needs to wear lipstick because Prince Eric likes it a lot. Looking beautiful for boys was clearly something these girls desired and felt compelled to imitate. And this just goes back to my point about gender and its cliches and how there are just so many expectations and things that people think are okay to normalize when it comes to gender. So I just want to add something about Mulan. I just want to say something about more around the history of China because the movie Mulan depicted more about like how women were, tre were treated like they were basically worthless. Like basically in the movie since the beginning, even the father told uh, was telling her that she she has to know her place. Uh, she can talk when a talk when a man is in front of her because this is this is how how it was in the movie. I just want to say about more about the history and Chinese history and better like I just want to make a like how it was in Chinese history. Because actually, they were the norm in Chinese history was were were being bisexual, and I just want to say about the history. Emperor A was far from the only Chinese emperor to take a male companion openly. In fact, a majority of the emperors of Western Han Dynasty had both male companions and wives. Which we the Han Dynasty was from two two hundred six. BCE to 220 CE is like this really real long time and until uh, seven into the 1740s an anti-homosexual degree was promulgated defining voluntary homosexual intercourse between adults is illegal like until that time it they, they make it illegal i don't know i don't know why but it happened like that and i just want to make something i just want to add about something that i found like because i found that mulan and the define the history of mulan that her name was han mulan it wasn't fa mulan as in the disney movie and the actual, the, the actually uh, tale, it was from a po poem read, written by a poet. Nobody really knew the, their name, but it, it came pretty famous and, and until it became so famous that they call it a legend. But like actually, uh, Mula was a made-up made up character. Like she wasn't, she didn't exist, but the depiction of of like a woman be able to do the same things as a man. It became well known 
like something new like finally and things like that so i want to add something like that i found in an article how the uh, one of the the ways that they, they, they portray it because they make they make a lot of like like um like tv shows and reality tvs um about the story of mulan they uh, they all made it in their own way basically they made her dress up as a man and but they with different contexts and different people like one of them will be this one that they're they describing a lot in this article her external masculinity is repeatedly described as a as causing confliction and confusing desires among her close male comrades as they are curiously aroused by her underlying femininity. In Jan Pei Pei's 1999 television series, Mulan's commanding officer, General Lee, cannot understand why he felt he feels such a depth of emotion for a fellow soldier. Like, we we all know that. Like, <laughs> why did they say it like so openly like that? Like, why did they want to depict it uh, for the audience so openly? But by the same time, they didn't they didn't give they, that they wanted the, the freedom to express themselves and actually be able to express this type of, this type of emotion without making it as as some fairy tale or something like that. So another thing, he seeks confirmation for his strange or homoerotic urges from his peers, hoping that they feel similar emotions toward each other. Perhaps these emotions are merely a masculine comrade developed by joint military service. Like he was, the, uh, the general generally was so like he didn't he didn't want to believe what he was feeling. <laughs> I think that is funny. It's funny because actually they didn't want people to be able to express themselves, but at the same time they just make this 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 story so publicly like this really doesn't make sense. Something else I just want to add: the 1964 Jew phone version includes jokes about presumed homosexual interest in the scene describing the imminent separation of General Hua Mulan and her close comrade. Generally, they express their love for each other with Lee quickly rationalizing it as brother-in-love, like he was lying to himself from the start to the end, and I don't know why he did that. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time to hear my podcast. Have a good day and hopefully we can see you in the comments section. <laughs> like and subscribe.